drive safe, text win home with your human host, Josh Matthews. And now we are recording, and my name is Josh on this podcast, and I am here with... Oh, what's up, man? This is Sean Richmond. Yo, dude. Oh, dude, this is so cool, man. Like, thank you for coming on. That was... I'm, I'm super stoked, man. This is awesome. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't do this very much so i'm really stoked to be here oh, dude, with you. hell yeah dude and like honestly like the first thing i wanted to ask you like right off the bat because i saw your story yesterday so you just replaced your alternator in your jeep right yeah li- literally yesterday yep dude how doesn't it feel so awesome to know that you did it right <laughs> yeah actually i mean I've, I've never been like really worried about working on my own cars or anything before yeah. but i've never like I've never changed an alternator before. So I was actually just telling my fiance, Britt, like just to go buy an alternator for me was like a task. Like I didn't know where to go. And like, she's like, yeah. well, you didn't, you didn't just think of like an auto parts store. It's like, well, yeah, you can think of that, but it's like, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's just like one of those things where if you don't do it all the time, it's like, I Googled like, where do I buy an alternator? <laughs> yeah. And it was like AutoZone, Napa, O'Reilly's. And I was like, okay, cool. I got three choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I just—I mean, honestly, it—it it only took me like three hours, and halfway through, I was worried, like, oh shit, I should have just paid two hundred bucks to have a professional do this, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I, I was—I was thinking that, but like, um, I finally figured it out, and I finally got to a point where I felt comfortable and confident, like, but also I. I uh, Britt's stepdad, Mike was on the phone with me, uh, kind of, kind of walking me, not, he, he wasn't even walking me through it. Cause he had no idea how to do this particular one, but he's done oh, alternators yeah. before. So he was really helpful. And I'm just really thankful for the family I got to, uh, yeah, give me a helping hand. Heck yeah, dude. No, even that, if that it's was... re- remotely during COVID, you know, <laughs> dude, exactly, man. Like that's why, cause like when I saw it, I was like, I like working on car, like my own cars and stuff. And it's just fun. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh dude, it's just such a rewarding feeling knowing you got it done. And when you start it, you're like, dude, I did that. That's so badass. Yeah. And like, honestly, the most important aspect around this was that this Jeep was given to Brit, um, kind of like as an inheritance, like her grand, her grandfather, um, this was his, or actually it was her grandmother's, but her grandfather was, a mechanic so when we got it from him he had me change the oil like right in front of him and he's like all right you guys can take this just uh you just do all the work on it yourself so oh you know, badass so i kind of took that to heart and i was like even yesterday i was like dang okay I, I i changed the alternator should i just go spend 20 bucks at the jiffy lube and just go have someone else change it and i was like no <laughs> i went so i went back to the o'reilly's i got like more oil another filter and i just changed the oil myself just because like i don't you know i just want to carry on that legacy of working on it ourselves yeah do you know that that that, that's such like a cool like idea too that's if someone did that to me i would be like i can't do it i need to do it myself from now on Mm -hmm. yeah and it it makes me more confident in other aspects like my even brit's stepdad was on the phone with me he's like dang it i wish i was there to give you a hand and in my head i was like well you know i'm kind of it's kind of i'm kind of glad that you're not so that i can just learn it myself you know (laughs) exactly no exactly dude and like the best way to learn is doing it like like at like the one time or like doing it multiple times until you get it right. And it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super good to learn that stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I just, cause like that literally popped into my head today. I was like, Oh dude, that was just so cool. So I just wanted to like, Oh yeah. That. Yeah. It was just <laughs> sick, dude. Thanks dude. Yeah. Now, now it just needs to get registered and then we can take it on the road. <laughs> oh hell yes. Dude, that's <laughs> We didn't register. The alternator has been out for like two years and it, it, it expired in May. And so we were just like, all right, let's just not pay registration right now if we don't have to. Yeah, exactly, dude. There's no there's no point. Yeah. 
dude like oh well dude like well again like i'm glad you're here this is super sick but like dude like so when my my buddy riley told me about like like that you were like down to come on because he asked you if you would want to i was like oh sick that'd be awesome just because like i found out like like it was funny like i found out arsonist get all the girls actually portals was the first record that i found out about and that really? was the first one you recorded on right yeah it was in 2009 that was uh, when that was released dude and that like that so that's where i started and I, I i love that record so much so like when i found out that like that was your first record i was like oh dude this makes it even cooler so like mm-hmm. like it was so like how how were you how did you end up joining that band like did you were you just asked or did you tour with them before like for doing merch or something like that nope uh actually had i didn't know any of the guys before and it was all through myspace uh for real like yeah they 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 posted and i don't know who it could have been garen or um you know cameron or someone but um, they posted like looking for a new synth player and i was living in portland at the time and i actually moved from I, i grew up in california and moved to portland around 2007 okay and um I was in another band, but playing dr- primarily drums, actually, with who became our singer, uh, Jared. Uh, him oh, and no I, way. Yeah, him and I like kind of lived in California close to each other, and we played in local bands together. Um, but um, when we moved to Portland, we joined a band together. And then from there, I, you know, long story short, joined Arsonist and then asked Jared to join as well. But um, before, I just tried out. So, like, I, uh, I sent them a video i think garen was the first person that i had been talking to and okay yeah he he was like i mean he still is my best he's like my best friend now but he was just like so wild back then i think i think he was like straight edge fully like he didn't drink or do any drugs but the first thing he told me he's like hey i'm garen i do a bunch of coke i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) and it was like a complete lie it was just a complete joke i I didn't know him so i was like uh goop (laughs) you know like yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh it was pretty funny but um no it just kind of it just kind of worked out man i i so here's how it went down they were looking for a synth player i Mm -hmm. went and bought a synth and and (laughs) yeah i like didn't play before and I like learned, I like learned how to play a song. And then I started, well, like I, I knew how to play guitar and drums and bass. So like all oh, okay. the, all those things collectively, like taught me pretty much how to figure out a synth or a okay. keyboard, Heck you know, yeah. like it's percussion and, and like knowing kind of like how scales work. So, yeah, yeah. so basically like how I approach a synth or a piano, it's, it's almost like drum, like I'm approaching it like with drum rudiments, like different patterns with my right and left hand. And like, it's totally not traditional. Heck um, yeah. But so basically I just sent them a video of one of their songs and like an original um, song that I had written in like a day, just like a chord progression and just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and um, they were like, okay, cool. Come down here. Let's meet up and then we'll take it from there. So I literally quit my job. <laughs> no way left my lease like kind of um kind of abruptly and kind of put some of my friends in like a weird situation um <laughs> so it wasn't cool but like i was like on a on like you know i was focused to get there of course and they didn't even promise me a position i quit i left and i was just like hoping that i would make it dude oh my um, god so i went down and, and portland to santa cruz is like 10 hours or 11 <laughs> hours away in, in a car. So I packed up my car 
And my uncle uh, lived in Livermore, which is kind of like an hour away from Santa Cruz. Um, So I stayed there um, just for the time being and commuted to Santa Cruz. Like while we were like, I was doing some tryouts and like meeting them. Um, Wow. But basically, yeah, I got there and they were like, yeah, pretty much that's it. Let's write the, let's write the record. And I was like, okay. So yeah. And, and I was like super stoked. Um, I I bought a, a a voice tape recorder, like a pocket one. And that's how we did pre-production for portals. And I still have, (laughs) I still have it in my closet, bro. Like you can hear all the song. Yeah. So like I would record our, our jam sessions um and i would take it back to livermore and write synth parts to it um or write synth parts and bring it to the jam session but um this was i mean this was 11 years ago so like we didn't have like you know laptops with fucking cubase on it or like (laughs) focus rights or like anything like that there was no like home studio bro like it was all like every arsonist record ever written was all written in a room together with no pre-production other than a tape recorder dude that's so sick man yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah but i yeah i felt super lucky um and you know I, I i've met some of the closest people in my life because of joining the band heck yeah dude that's yeah. insane yeah it was pretty pretty lucky dude yeah and like and like also like just knowing that like to, just to be a part of like the myspace era just seems like so awesome to me just because like I felt like everything like bands just like exploded off of that website super like super fast. And it was just it was a very good like community based thing. So like because that that's because I, I, I had seen your guys's name like a million times. And like what then and then when I finally checked out portals, I was like, oh, dude, this is why I've seen it a million times because they're this band's fucking awesome. And like but like, yeah, dude, that's that, that, that's so cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, um, the boys released two records before I joined, and that was pretty much what lifted the entire band off of the ground. I mean, Century Media took um, notice after Game of Life, like, yeah. and, then, and then basically bought the rights to the first one and then re- did the reissue of Hits from the Bow. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they had done a lot of work before I even joined the band. Like, they were, Garen was, I think, nearly dropped out of high school or or was like ditching classes to do like weekend (laughs) tours or something like that like yeah i mean like he was like you know i think if i remember him telling me probably 14 or something like that doing like their first tours in like multiple cars so um, (laughs) you know when i joined the band luckily there was like an established fan base and like Mm -hmm. that's why i feel like pretty lucky i mean we we pretty much did a few North American tours and then went straight to Europe. And I was like, what, what did I get myself into? Like, what is this dude? But I mean, at the same time, that was the the band's first time traveling overseas. And so like, we all, we were all able to experience that for the first time together, which was a huge, like, you know, bonding experience for a band. Oh, heck yeah. That sounds like it, man. Cause like, I was kind of like the outside dude, like in that time, like um, actually the first tour I think I did was all of, like a full Mexico tour. Um, and, and that was when actually I, you know what, you probably don't know. Uh, we, we recorded all of portals with Cameron on vocals. Really? And there's a, there's a version of that out there, but it's never been released. Oh, no way. The day after we recorded and finished the record, we played a hometown tour kickoff show in like, Los Gatos or something like that and uh yeah. after the show Cameron quit the band what that's nuts uh so yeah so I don't even know if this story has ever even been told um 
but uh so so like i said can't there's a version of portals with cameron reed who did game of life and hits from the bow all on vocals and it was, it was remy wasn't on it because remy had already um left the band okay. but at, but at that time we were like turning into like a five piece right okay um so um <laughs> they're doing like vocal vocal yells <laughs> in the back room um but uh so but it was super weird right and um at that time we kind of felt a little bit of like it was a really big surprise like okay we just did this record and you're you're quitting like yeah that's crazy when and now we're like super tight with him again and and everyone's like on the same page but ultimately what happened then was that we took all of his vocals off and and did the Mexico tour with yeah. uh, our guitar player, Derek on vocals, just cause like he knew all the lyrics. It was my first tour on synth. So like, I wasn't like, I was doing some backup vocals at that time, but not yeah. like, uh, you know, like we needed a keyboard player and, and we already had two guitar players. So our other guitar player stepped up and uh, did vocals and, and filled in for Cameron. And during that time I had contacted Jared, who was like I said, in my old band, Anna Crucis. Yeah. Um, he was the singer of my old band. And so we had him uh, do a tryout track. He said he was interested in trying out and we had him record. If you're familiar with the song, it's called Saturnine. Oh, okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first song he's ever done. And we were in um, like Veracruz, Mexico, and we were in the hotel. And this, this was 2009. So like nobody, like I had a Blackberry, bro, that like <laughs> wow. you, were, you, were, you were lucky if you got internet, man. Yeah, tour. exactly. Uh, so ultimately what I'm saying is we, we went down in the hotel lobby where it was like one computer that, that was, had internet. <laughs> like, and so we all gathered around it, listening to his track for the very first time. And we were all mind blown, like, holy fuck, dude. Like everyone was super uh, stoked. And like, um, Jared was super stoked on how it came out. And then, and then basically we were like, okay, yeah, let's do the record. So at that time we had all of the songs professionally recorded and ready for vocals to go over because all the vocals had already been done and yeah. they were scratched. But here's the funny part. On portals, there's gang vocals, right? Like, this is not the end. Or yeah. like, or like, um, and other songs. Those were originally the original parts. Oh, no way. On Cameron's version. But oh, dude. In the studio, we had, you know, because like all the band did it. And then we had the two guys from Embrace the End. We had Bart and Jesse because they were there doing, um, guest vocals or jesse was but bart came just to tag along because we're homies but yeah um so you know we had a, a gang full of people doing those gang chants with the original lyrics so we didn't want to scratch those and have to redo all those gang chants or exactly. yeah so we kept those in and jared wrote around them so he wrote all new lyrics except for the gang <laughs> chants and then um and then uh he wrote all the lyrics in like the entire duration we were in Mexico, which was only like two weeks oh long. God. So he, he did, he wrote the full record in two weeks. We, <laughs> I think, I think he either drove or flew down from Portland. And then we've, we finished recording like professionally with Zach Oren. And then that was portals. <laughs> dude, that's so cool, man. Like, dude, yeah. But like, uh, dude, I cannot wait one day. That other version of portals is going to be out. Dude, it has to because that I, I, dude, I want to hear that so bad just to know that there's another version is mind blowing, dude. It's a full version, like full record. It's crazy. No way, dude! Yeah. Like, wow, dude. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. I know it's really weird because no one's heard it. 
<laughs> dude like so do, do you even have it or is it is it just like lost in the I you no no you know cameron reed has it I, I used to have it it may be on my old laptop that i haven't opened in 10 years yeah <laughs> you know i have one of you know the ones that you plaster all your freaking ten thousand stickers on the front cover and then <laughs> exactly. sits in your sits in your mom's closet for fucking the next 40 years <laughs> um, that, that's floating around somewhere but I don't know exactly where it's at, but it's not completely lost. That's so badass, dude. Dude, that's such a cool. That's so cool. And like, I love the part that like you all had to go to the one computer just to listen oh, to it. Oh yeah, we were all hovered around it. Like I got, I I got like the the notification like okay, it's in your email, and we literally all like ran downstairs and like we were like so pumped because like it was it was a pretty. I mean. To be honest, it was it was right when I joined the band ish. So it was in the first six months or first year. So it was it was a pretty okay. tra- traumatic experience that like we had written this record, all of us. Like even Cameron, when we were um, writing the music to Portals at that yeah. time, he was actually in the room with a bass. Like um, I don't know if you knew this, but like even on hits from the bow and maybe even Game of Life, Cameron Reed, our singer, he tracked and wrote some of the bass parts. Oh no way! Yeah. Um, oh, and I don't, man. I don't know, I don't know exactly which parts, but I remember when we were writing portals, he was like in there with a bass, like getting it all figured out, like Heck riding, yeah. riding, riding with us. It was pretty rad. Damn, dude. That's <laughs> dude. That's su- that's such a cool story, man. What the hell, dude? That's so sick. Like, and then like, I like that. Like you started it with. Yeah, I play I play like guitar, bass, and drums, but like you had not really played synth, and like to know that you're in a band that's very like almost very synth heavy, <laughs> and like and right, like but that's you know if you take us if you take a step back and really listen to our synth parts, I mean in the earlier stuff they were pretty basic and um, they weren't very technical, and and eventually I started writing you know the synth parts and and started making them into like different time signatures or like even on listen listen to the color um and motherland a lot of a lot of parts or some parts were written around keyboard parts right so like I would write this keyboard part and then they would put put guitars over it and so like we started approaching it differently before it would be like okay here's the song let's add synth layers to it okay yeah that makes sense so we we developed you know a different writing style because i was a full-time synth player at that time remy and cameron in in the previous albums they were you know they they um they went back and forth you know one person would be doing vocals and the other person would be doing a synth part or (laughs) vice versa but then it became like okay we're gonna have a full-time synth player and like a full-time vocalist and that was kind of like the era of jared and i but then motherland came out and then we started wanting to incorporate more vocals so then i started stepping up and doing more vocals um which led to you know listen to the color and i was pretty much the 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 lead front guy um on tours and you know did half of the record oh heck yeah dude and that 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 record was so i remember when that came out that was such a that was such a cool record to hear man i love that one thanks dude yeah listen to the color is my like personal uh favorite i don't know it's just it was so not even just the music just like the process of how we wrote it um the, the releasing it it was the only record we've ever released on our own oh dude oh yeah i forgot about that that was so badass yeah i mean it was difficult though it was, it was really difficult um i it, bet yeah it, we kind of like didn't have a falling out with century media or our management but it was kind of like 
you could tell that they're they just were they weren't trying anymore to like they had other they had other artists you know at a higher priority you know yeah exactly like so it was just like end of our contract and we were like okay well we don't we're not quite done yet but so let's let's try to do one more record and see what happens yeah dude and like and 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 what happened was great (laughs) so (laughs) that's so sick dude yeah i was really stoked on listening to color dude yeah and like so like when when you guys like so you had like a hiatus for like a little bit right i mean that (laughs) yes uh like every other year yeah Yeah, we we've I don't think we've ever been like like had like a title or or like even a a press release saying like we're going on hiatus. It was always just kind of like we we uh disappeared for a minute until we resurfaced ish. Okay, you know like we we yeah, we've, we've never really made it a point to be like okay, we're taking a hiatus an intentional hiatus. It was yeah. it was all it was all like to be real, it was all financially driven like okay, uh, we just did a year of touring and all of us now are in 10 grand of debt. Uh, what do we do? Okay. Let's work for the next year and be radio silent or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with the development of like the internet too, it's like now I can see where people have like the expectation of like wanting to know exactly what's happening in a band. But like before, yeah. even in 2013, it's like, uh, you kind of just you either hear about it randomly or like you know it wasn't like this this really like strong connection of this like direct line of communication between artists and fans like yeah it was more roundabout like i don't even know how to explain that if, if i'm doing a poor poor job at that um no, even no, even no, with think- even with celebrities now it's like you have almost like a cre- direct line of communication to them now yeah or like and you see what they're doing every day you know like their stories or like um their you know video content is obviously more and more becoming more and more um but like before when we would do a tour it's like okay you you guys will be lucky if you see a tour video yeah seriously (laughs) you know like like we had to like in when we went to russia we were doing some tour videos and stuff because we were trying to document like that was a pretty unique experience so we were like okay when are we really going to be back so we try to do some some tour documentaries and stuff back then but and you'll even see the those are on youtube floating around and if you see the quality of those now compared to the expectations that people have today (laughs) it's fucking crazy dude (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's like that's like like almost like camcorder like home movie type shit that was like the expect (laughs) that was like the expectation and now and it's like now it's like you have to have a ten thousand dollar budget just for video (laughs) content (laughs) it's so true I mean, it's insane, dude. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to keep up. Like, in fact, I've been like doing some research on trying to get like a new camera because, like, with I come from a a DIY mentality. My yeah. whole band, my whole band does. So it's like the least amount of stuff and services we can pay for and figure out or do ourselves. Like, I mean, just as, like with the Jeep thing, it's like I, I lit the, the labor on that would have been. 200 more dollars to have somebody else do it when it's ridiculous i could i just did it in three hours you know what i'm saying like exactly so it's like now it's like i've been learning photoshop and adobe premiere and i've been doing all of our little you know videos our you know our content video uh video stuff and i'm trying to get a better camera is ultimately what i'm saying (laughs) dude dude, no like that's what my brother does like he he got into like like photoshop and all this stuff and he's good at like video editing and he just bought a new like 
$1,700 camera and it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, Which one is it? It's a Sony a three or something like that. Or Okay. Yeah. I don't know all of the models, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of the Sony's. I, I'm looking at the A6400 right now. It's like the lowest okay. line of uh, camera that does the 4K video oh, okay. quality, yeah. which yeah. is like the new, This which is going to be like the new standard. Exactly, of, which is mind-blowing, you know. dude. But you know what's funny is this last year, Britt and I uh, bought a Sony A6000, and that yeah. only does 1080p. Uh, but So here's, check this out. And that was like a $800 camera or whatever. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, I get a call from Verizon like, hey, you can do a free upgrade or something happened. We did like a buy one, get one. I got the new uh, iPhone 11 Pro, which does 4K video, which <laughs> is is literally better than that Alpha 6000. <laughs> so we returned it. And I actually, we returned it. And then we got Brit uh, an iPhone 11 so that we both has, you know, can do a multi-angle. Oh, badass. Um, but but we, we still haven't really dove into any pieces of content like that yet but um yeah now i'm just looking for like one that can do like a manual focus because that's the quality that i'm like really like looking for you know exactly dude like it's it's seriously it's like a world of difference once you get that like my brother like started off with a canon 7d and then he went to this sony and like like he he has a like crap ton of lenses and all this stuff and i don't know I, i i love seeing it i just can't fathom like using them like it's just like dude i can't you have to have a certain eye for it. And it's, it's, it's amazing though. I, I love to see like people like that work. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of my, a couple of my friends are really freaking good. Like um, Dana, he sings in kingdom of giant, all the video content he does is like the best quality I've ever seen anybody do. And like, that's the kind of like level I'm trying to get at. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Because like West Coast, like our new band, um, yeah, with Garen and Britt and my, you know, our friend AJ, we're we're trying to like, we're really trying to 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 put all of our focus on that, you know, like Heck yeah. that that's like our our new direction. Like you know, Garen, who's an arsonist, is mm-hmm. the you know we we started that basically off of a song that arsonist wrote, you know, called West Cliffs. I was gonna say yeah, there's a song West Cliff, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't know how much you know about like where that name came from, but um, there's an area in Santa Cruz, um, and it's called West Cliff Drive, and it's like it's on the west side of Santa Cruz, obviously. Okay. And um, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, after tours and stuff, Garen and I would go up there. My, actually, my my buddy Adam Swan, who um, used to play bass in Arsonist, he oh, okay. he was the first person to ever take me there. We we got back from tour, and he was like, "You want to check out the sickest place in Santa Cruz?" And I was like, "Uh, duh." <laughs> <laughs> and so he takes me to this west, like the West Cliffs of Santa Cruz, and we just like you know, we ended up just blazing one down there and like just chilling and talking. And that became the spot where we would go down and like just meditate or do yoga or like, you know, like just kind of like, like unwind on the cliff sides over, over in Santa Cruz. And then Garen and I obviously hanging out every single day. And, um, we lived together at the time too. So we would go to West cliffs, we would do our bike rides to West cliffs and do our bike rides back home and then jam and and at that time, we were just jamming on a piano and, and an electric drum set. Oh, wow. Like, because the whole band, you know, like either lived in another part of the town or 
or just wasn't, you know, hanging out all the time. So yeah, we, yeah. we literally just like jam, 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 jam. And so we wrote that song Westcliffs and we kind of convinced like the rest of the band, like, Hey, this is kind of like a unique sound, but you know, fuck it. Let's just throw it on the record. I think it was on our, it was on our album motherland. Um, and surprisingly enough, a lot of, it was like a lot of people really liked it. I mean, I don't know how true it is, but some people say like, Oh, like this, this song is like my favorite one on the record. But like, I, I take that with a grain of salt because it's like not arsonist, like tra- <laughs> traditional arsonist sound. Exactly. Right? There's, not, yeah. there's no scream. There's no distorted guitar. There's no anything except for piano and drums, but it's, it shocked people, I guess, which was, which was pretty cool to, to, uh, I don't know, get that kind of feedback. Yeah. Oh dude, I bet that's amazing, man. Like that's so sick. Like, yeah. And then like, like so Westcliffs is I because I, I started listening to it and it's like it's like uh, like there's a lot of it's like very instrumentally driven and it's it's sick dude I love that. it used like, to be oh you oh so now it, it's like uh every song yeah, oh, every song is like full structured full band now so like that's the album oh, we're working cool. on Hell we're working, yeah. like and we haven't released this to the inter- internet yet but uh, we have a name for it. Um, we have oh, cool. album artwork for it that I actually did. Um, so we're, you know, like we're trying to do everything in house. Heck yeah, um, of course, yeah. And and um, our guitar player AJ is producing it all. So it's oh, like, cool. yeah, we're really trying to do everything in house. And like I said, uh, it's it's not instrument. We ha- we're probably gonna have like maybe one or two instrumental kind of like interlude things, but for okay. the most part, it's like fully structured songs, you know, verse choruses, like um, it's, it's Brit and I doing vocals and AJ's doing um, a lot of really sick, aggressive vocals in the background. Like, oh, um, cool. you know, like just, it's just going to be a, a way different sound. And we're kind of, it's, if I may, it's kind of like a mixture of like circus survive and architects. Oh dude. Oh, that's like such a, that's a really cool, like, combination dude oh i can't wait to hear that it's gonna be really dark it's gonna be um really beautiful it's gonna be really intense yet uh unique i i don't it's really hard to explain basically there's gonna be a lot of piano a lot of synthesizer a lot of like emotional sounding guitar and like garen's really intense like epic drumming exactly yeah <laughs> um w- this this sound uh, if you've heard any of the other songs like oh so we put an ep out on itunes and that you're right is more instrumental but we during that time of our life we were just we were trying to just break some ground with music you know like okay yeah we didn't we didn't know what to expect and we weren't doing it for anybody but ourselves so we we're like okay this is the music that we have written let's put it out you know yeah of course and then time went on and then we released our single phantasma which we're doing a new version of it on the new record. So it's going to be live, live drumming, um, guitars. uh, The vocals are going to be all updated. And like um, the structure of the song is going to be, you know, the same, but it's going to be like an updated version of it with our whole band now. Oh, sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I listened to that and I was like, Oh dude, this it's, it's unique. And I, I, dude, especially with that, like that way, like combining like circus survive and architects, that sounds like such a, like, I'm stoked, dude. That's gonna be so badass. Thanks, dude. Yeah, we're really excited to uh, to to get it all released. It's gonna be, I I'm, I'm I can't wait to see what what people think about it. You know, sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. dude. Like, and like, so like, so Westcliff started basically as just like like uh 
like you and Garen just hang out jamming and then like then you guys were like yo let's just keep writing as a side project is that how it just kept going kind of so it didn't it wasn't even an immediate thought we wrote the song Garen and I wrote the song West Cliffs and it it wasn't yeah. even until like four years later oh, that, wow. that we were doing the t- the game of life 10 year anniversary yeah. uh, tour and West Cliffs opened that whole tour and basically preparing for that uh my fiance Britt, who played music all of her life i think her first band she was in like a black metal band and like she was oh, you know she, yeah in, in like high school she's she's always been like a metal head um she has like a, a, a love for like this intense dark heavy music and she was like classically um trained as a pianist so like she's like oh, re- nice. she's really good at piano and and also she plays guitar and bass and and sings like a freaking angel and like oh, um, you know it's like it, it was just like meant to be so like when her myself and garen all got in a room to, um, yeah. pre- preparing for the game of life anniversary tour we started jamming our own stuff and and that is what kind of um developed into west Cliffs. we were like okay well like what if we just i, I don't honestly don't even know how it really went about but we, we all three just started jamming and we're like you know this could be something like it's p it's like a lot of piano it's dark it's like garen and i who did that song west cliffs and it's like let's just let's just roll with this and so we did that tour i think that was uh brit's like first tour and you know oh, we cool. opened we opened up for um kingdom of giants and conquer divide <laughs> and i set my friends on fire and then you know it was on the arsonist headliner so yeah we, we were just kind of piggybacking off of that opportunity and um, more and more people just started giving us great feedback like live like we played in canada and we played all over the u.s and a lot of people were like really um, shocked by like the sound because we were on like a metal tour and like we were kind of yeah. doing something more progressive and and lighter yeah, yeah. But yeah, it worked out. I think that like us as a band, like Westcliffs as a band could potentially play all kinds of different shows. Like, you know, like we have a we have a sound that is like can be intense in a metal show, but it can be like just as beautiful or like just as calming as like, you know, like a, a rock show or like an alternative or I don't even really know how to label genres anymore. Yeah, exactly. There's a million <laughs> Like what would you call Circa Survive? Like Alter- it's almost like alternative uh experimental but it's like some- <laughs> yes it's like some people wouldn't like get that you know but like ultimately they're kind of chill and mellow now and they kind of fall in like an alternative genre but like that kind of sounds like freaking what what like uh i don't know nickelback i don't know what would you call nickelback <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know yeah exactly dude it's, like it's, it's hard to label music now it really is because like you'll label it one thing and then you'll get that one kid saying like, dude, are you serious? Like, it's totally this like subgenre of another subgenre. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I'd... it's all perspective, right? Like everyone's exactly. going to have their own experiences and call it what they want. Yeah, dude. You know? like that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like we were, li- uh, Britt and I were listening to the new ghost man the other day and she's yeah. like, damn, this is very goth, like Marilyn Manson, like, um, you know, and like, I, I totally could see that, but there's probably kids these days that hear that and think that that's not goth or they think that that's not, um, I think it's rap or think, I don't know. I, I, it's strange that, you know, with, with generations too, we're all labeling things different. Yeah. It's, it's strange, dude. I don't understand why we didn't just stay that one path 
and just <laughs> and like just stay like yo this is like straight metal this is like whatever like it, it's 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 really weird that we had to create all these other genres just to like really label something yeah i mean it's inevitable that that would happen because you yeah. know the pop population grows and like uh we're, we're all like individually i think a collection of experiences right so yeah uh, i don't know if that made sense at all but like maybe the, the kids now their parents are listening to metal and hip-hop and electronic like all in the same week when before you know our parents may have stayed to one sort of genre right exactly um, yeah that makes sense yeah but but as time goes on right we're we're all listening to a bunch of things like i can't tell you i listen to seven genres a day you know what i'm saying <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard it's hard to to just listen to one thing but i think historically people used to do that yeah which actually that, that actually makes a lot of sense because like with my dad like he listened to like straight up like like country and then and then he would listen to like bob seger so it's like very like rock and like polar like they're they're not polar opposites they're very close and like so yeah Dis i totally distinct, know what you mean. just yeah but but country and then rock is like very you can just you can tell them apart exactly yeah right like, there's a there's like a a distinctual difference through mm -hmm. it and like yeah dude so i know that totally makes sense because like i listen to a million different genres so i think my <laughs> my kid's gonna be like well, what do I listen to? <laughs> like, right, I don't know right. what this is. Yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's time and place, right? Like, yeah. Like, if I'm in a certain group of people, I can kind of get a feel for. I'm like, okay, no one's gonna want to listen to like worm rot right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, maybe this is kind of like a thrice day, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like, no one's gonna want to listen to the new cattle decap on my job site. So maybe let's just put on some friggin' circa. Dude, seriously, <laughs> it's so perfect, dude. Warbot yeah. and Cattle, like yeah. those are like two bands that are like super <laughs> abrasive and like just murder everyone. Yeah, and like those—that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, like I look around before I turn it on. Like, okay, am I? <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want. Like, I'm not like really cautious, but I'm just like I try to be respectful with you of know pe with people's bound like with people's space and like e ears is too is like a personal <laughs> space. <laughs> dude it's yeah. that's so awesome man like like and then also that other project like the is it never summer is that that project name yeah yeah never summer um so that's yeah pr primarily uh aj does a lot of the i mean 99 percent of the production and like writing on that but uh okay we we kind of like conceptualize that together i guess um okay we both moved to Bend, Oregon, like nearly at the same time, and and oh, it's wow. it's fucking cold here, dude. It's <laughs> it's 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 never, it's, it's never summer here, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, I just kind of develop. I mean, him and I both love synthwave, like '80s style, like retro, like lo-fi. Like, um, we listen to band, like a lot of bands, like The Midnight or like Kalax or like. Uh, you know gunship was a good one or like survive um the band survive was half of that band is the two guys that did all the stranger things soundtrack oh wow no way um, yeah so like that one's a really cool band but th that's like mostly instrumental but then there's like synth wave with like vocals like the midnight that's like you know more structured and um yeah more poppy i guess and more uh, modernized but uh yeah dude like love those kind of bands like i have a, a deep love for synthesizer now
Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, and then because I I checked out like because I was like looking like looking up everything, and then I saw like that, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I listened to that song, the end, and I was like, dude, this is, I don't know, dude. It just it felt so like awesome. Like I, I don't know, I nostalgic. Like that, <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Yeah, yeah. AJ actually wrote that uh, whole song, and um, you know, AJ is our Westcliff's new guitar player, and he's gonna play synth and like do a lot of the production um for on the record and stuff. And uh, he's an amazing songwriter. So that's all him. He's singing on that. He did all the tracking on that, and yeah, it's it's pretty rad. Oh damn, dude. Yeah, yeah like really good lyrics, like super catchy lyrics, and yeah, it's just like a different different um uh different what would like channel to you know put stuff towards you know it's yeah dude and it's awesome man like why not have your like you you're dipping your toe in literally everything dude like it's, yeah i love that like that that type of stuff like I, I i've never really like like really listened to it but whenever i do hear it it like just it just like gives me like a good feeling it just is just something cool to listen to you can just like relax to that Mm -hmm. you know and i've never my whole life i've never been into like electronica or like like um edm like I, that, it's just it, it's just not for me right like i can yeah, understand yeah. i can understand it and if i'm if i'm like i, I don't know like probably in front of like a hundred subwoofers i'm sure that music would be pretty tight right but yeah. like <laughs> it's just not it's just not for me in every day but a lot of people get confused with like a synth wave with like electronic or even like house music and to me it's just like a totally different category yeah, no, that makes sense. Totally, dude. Like, it's something, there's something about it that I don't know, is just, it's just better. Like, I, I personally like mm -hmm. that more than like all of those other genres that you just named. Like, it just, it's something <laughs> that you can just like hang out with and it just feels great. Well, and like, we, uh, my whole band, we were all born in the 80s. So it's like, we, we loved it. I, I grew up in LA and my dad was in like a hair metal band. And oh, um, nice. Yeah. So he had hair down to his butt and like, uh, you know, like <laughs> drove a Z, uh, you know, a Z28 Camaro in LA. I mean, it was <laughs> like, we're just from that era. Like, I, I, you know, I was born in 88. So that the tail end of the 80s. But, um, you know, just like looking back on that, you just have like such a, I have such an appreciation for that, like, that era. Yeah. Oh, definitely, dude. Like so many things grew out of that era. So like that, that's why it's amazing, dude, <laughs> dude, dude. And then like, oh, I don't know, like that, that's, that's so badass, dude. Like, so then, so like, like with that, like, so is that how you technically got into music? Like through your dad or did you like find it on your own? Well, it's hard to say because my dad died when I was nine. So, oh, wow. um, you know, he, he, he got cancer when he was real young. I, I believe he was 41 when, when, wow. Yeah. When it kicked the door, you know? And, um, anyways, uh, so I, you know, I grew up with my dad and my brother in LA sing, single parent home. And, and, you know, he was, I guess, subconsciously my biggest influence, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, just with every kid, you go through hardships with your parents, right? So you don't yeah. understand, you don't understand them and blah, blah. So he died before I picked up an instrument. Oh, okay. But hit the, the singer of his band, Magic Marino. Uh, my dad was in a band called Treason and he had like, he was in it, in it with a, a group of really great guys. Like Magic Marino eventually went on to like be a very well-known um, producer in LA he's recorded Steve Vai Aretha Franklin um, whoa yeah like a big artist and so he he was always there for me if I needed anything when I was 12 I think 
we we finally reconnected and he was like hey like are you playing music like and i was like no but i always wanted to play the drums i think a week later a drum set was shipped to my house what no yeah. way that was my first instrument what dude that's so cool yeah and so like then i mean i didn't even know how to how to set it up and actually aj who's in my band I grew up with his uh, younger brother, Kyle. And so like him and I would play music together. He was in Anacrusis with Jared and I too, Kyle. Oh, cool. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. So it's all kind of family, you know, like we're all like really tight, but um, That's so, uh, sick. so <laughs> Kyle was like, I was like, hey, have you set up a drum set before? And I honestly don't think he had ever set up a drum set, but he was like, yeah, man. Like he's like, I'll be <laughs> over this weekend. We'll get it done. And like, we both just kind of figured it out. And like, we were playing like thrice covers, like deadbolt was like the first song. Like we would oh, ever nice. try to like, yep. like play or like, um, you know, to awaken, avenge the dead and like that old school, like, you know, thrice. And, uh, yeah. so we would kind of start there and then I picked up the bass and then I picked up the acoustic guitar first before like any electric. And then, yeah. And so ultimately it wasn't my dad that showed me music, but I, I think as I was growing, I, I yeah. wanted to be more like him. Yeah, yeah, you know? that that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, yeah. dude. To to know that like like someone that like your dad was in a band with just sent you a drum set is sick, dude. That's crazy. Like that's someone that you're not even related to, and that's an expensive item to just give to someone. That's cool, dude. Uh, it it changed my life. Oh, he, dude, yeah, magic Magic Marino changed my life. Like he he was the father figure in my life after my dad died. Like a uh, you know, he was, he, he, he showed up at my, uh, high school. I graduated high school in Mount Shasta, California, and, and he lives in LA. And literally that is state that is like border to border. That is like oh, no Southern way. California to Northern California. He, he made it to my high school graduation. Like, Oh dude, it was just, so cool. he's just like an unreal person. And like, <laughs> it's just pretty crazy. I told myself if I ever had a kid, I would name him or her after magic. Like, you know? oh dude hell yeah that's so that's such a cool that's such like a touching story dude that's so cool <laughs> yeah man i love him <laughs> dude that's so sick man like yeah like, he goes to every time we're in la he'll he'll always come to our shows he saw westcliff live like uh we, we played at the whiskey on the last tour and um every oh, nice. time we play the whiskey i think i played there you know a handful of times three three times and he, he always shows up there and we've played at chain reaction a bunch of times he always shows up there like anytime we're in la he always shows up and it's amazing Dude, that's so cool, man. Like, yeah. like dude, that's that makes me so happy, dude. That's so sick, dude. Yeah. Dude. And then like, so like I was gonna say, like, so I have like I, I have two like two more questions for you. And uh th th this is one that I ask like everyone that comes on here is uh so it, it's kinda it's kind of strange. Uh if your band was a TV show, what band or what TV show would it be? Hmm. <laughs> I ha I have an answer, but I don't want to say it because it might just be like too. I don't know mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> dude, do it. Go for it. Man. Stranger Things. Oh, dude. See, I haven't heard that one yet. Like everyone usually says, like The Office. So, like, or you... or okay, or this is a good runner-up, bro. Yeah. The OA. The OA. What's that? Oh, all right. Well, now you got some research to do. Dude. Damn, dude. I'm stoked. This is awesome. The OA, like the, it's two letters. O A, the O A. Oh, dude, I'm I'm gonna write in that. Dude, oh man, okay, <laughs> that's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> you said shows, right? Not movies. No, no, yeah, TV shows. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I would say those two. 
Oh, dude. Yes, that's perfect, man. <laughs> dude. And then the last one is uh, when I, I, I like to like end on this one just because I think it's like funny. But like uh, like I always like to ask like like your best and worst shows that you have ever had. So I would like if you could think of your best one and end with the worst one. <laughs> um, Like in general, any band that I've been in. Any band or, yeah. or, or like, like even a your specific first or a specific band. No, like literally like the worst to the best. Like it doesn't matter if this was like your first band and you played it like some like backyard. Okay. Just give me like, uh, let me just think real quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, oh, man. Okay. With Westcliffs, I would yeah. say the, the worst show we've played because, and I'll say why this was the worst was because the day, <laughs> the day before it was super sick. And so it was kind of like a comparison thing. We get oh, okay. into, <laughs> we get, we get into Canada and, um, and oh, okay, actually I have the tour flyer right here. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what city. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. We get into Toronto, yeah. Toronto, Ontario. And uh, I think that the venue's upstairs. So we haul, I mean, and, and we're on tour. All of Arsonist is in the van and all of West Coast is in the van, right? So oh, all wow. of, so, I mean, we're, we're packing a lot of gear and it's, it's yeah. like up, up a very narrow flight of stairs, right? Yeah. I think we played in front of the bartender. <laughs> oh, dude. And it was our first international show. Oh, really? As Westcliffs, like we had never played out of the country until Toronto. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and, you know, it's all, I could probably think of other situations. Like there's been some other shows like we, that is just, uh, well, let's see. We, we, <laughs> with Arsonist, I was thinking of with Arsonist, we were in Mexico and we yeah. got an, we, we got an encore by, I think the 10 people that showed up, but they wanted us to just play shoe shine over and over. <laughs> I think we played it twice and then we were like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not That's even amazing. shitting you, dude. I'm not even joking. Like they, they wouldn't let it go. They're like, play it one more time. And we're like, uh, no, dude, like you've got to be shitting me. Um, <laughs> so dude, oh my God. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'd say that was like a weird, not, not the worst experience, but a w very fucking strange experience, right? <laughs> Dude, that's um, extremely weird. Anyways, like uh, maybe the best show we've uh, I've ever played. Let's see. Um, best show I've ever played. It, it's it's hard because there's there's different reasonings, right? Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like for like size of the show versus like um, who is there? Like if it's close people to me that are there, or if we just played it really good. I'd say, you know, I'm going to go base this one off of the biggest show I've ever played. Okay. The, yeah. the, big, the biggest show was a really cool experience for me. It was Bamboozle in New Jersey. Um, oh, what? That's cool. I think we played this. It was like a Bamboozle, a big festival, right? So like we pulled up yeah. next to uh, Wiz Khalifa and Thrice. What? <laughs> I, 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 I like got to personally meet Thrice and introduce them to an. Uh, oh, we were on tour with Oceano at the time, and oh, Oceano, nice. Oceano's tour manager 
was like friends with thrice's tour manager and they were going to share gear and thrice is like one of my favorite bands and we pulled up next to him and i was like dude uh, oh i didn't even say that i like i like told my bands like i think i'm gonna go talk to him <laughs> and then I, <laughs> yep. I, like, I like went outside introduced myself and then anyways we met up with oceano later and Devin, uh who actually i think is in acacia strain now he oh, was nice. like he was like hey has anyone seen uh thrice around here i gotta give them my gear for their show and i was like oh i'll go introduce you to them and that was a super <laughs> strange experience for me because i was like hey dustin and tepe uh <laughs> this is Devin. And I'm like, dude, it was such a fucking weird experience for me, dude, seriously. But that being said, that all happened before our show. And I was just on another level of, I, I just met my favorite band. Like we, we, we uh, I think J Jared, he was like, I just saw Haley Williams backstage, like at, at, at catering. We were like getting mashed potatoes next to each other. Like, dude. Like it was super strange. Like we were just there with a bunch of celebrities and um, we played in front of like 6,000 people or something. What? I mean, it was a sea of people, bro. There's some videos on online and I, there's like a, I think I, I throw on like my wolf mask and I, like I do some crowd surfing, but it was just, a, yeah. it was just a sea of people, man. And that kind of experience that like when you're on the same page and, and, and I mean, you know, six, all 6,000 of the people weren't fans of ours most likely, but you know, they were all like eyes up on us, and that was a crazy yeah. thing, bro. You know, dude. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> dude, that's so awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it was ridiculous. a cool experience. It was a cool experience. Oh my god, dude, that's just to know that like you've been through that. To me, like whenever like anyone tells me like a cool story like that, that it, it blows my mind because it's like I'm just so glad people like people that can experience that that feeling and that's such that is so badass dude that is so sick. yeah i mean i've i've it's it's been a weird going on tour with bands that you've listened to in high school is a weird feeling like i went to europe with bleeding through and um, darkest out and darkest hour and war from harlot's mouth and beneath the masker all on one tour <laughs> dude. And, and i was and that was my first europe tour dude and i was just like <laughs> I was like, what is going on right now? I was like, dude, this is insane. <laughs> dude, that's ridiculous, dude. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Ultimately, if, if, I could, if I could say anything or have anybody know anything, it's, it's I live with gratitude and, I, and I, don't, I don't take any day for granted, dude. Like I'm so grateful for the life that I was able to live and still am able to. And I'm still, I'm grateful for the strength that I have to keep walking through every fucking day and, and, and just keep making shit happen. Fuck yeah, dude! See, uh, dude, that's such like that's like a, a uh, like a mantra to live by, dude. That's fucking yeah. sick. Uh, it, it's it is it literally what I live by. I think mo most of my band now we're all on like a mental health kick. We we all try to do anything we can to just st to be the optimal health, like you know. Yeah, um, I think most of us are doing Wim Hof and or you know some sort of meditation practice every day, and but mostly it's gratitude, you know. Try to say five things you're grateful for every day, even if you're. I mean, especially if you're by yourself, you know, say them out loud. Dude, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. That, that like that's really cool. And like you said, like like meditation. Like I've always heard it. Like, does it actually like help in stuff? Because I've always wanted to try it, but I just never knew like how to take that first step towards it. The first step is just just try to quiet your mind, you know? Um, yeah, it, it, it works. It, there's no, there's no one way to do it, you know? Okay. Um, okay. It, how I kind of perceive that the word itself is you can lose yourself in anything when, when you're driving and the next thing you know, it three hours pass by. That's a, that's like in my brain, that's been like as beneficial as almost as meditating. 
Um, oh, okay. Th- it's like there's another term for it, and I was actually I just do- was doing some research on this specifically, and I can't think I can't think of the the term of it exactly, but it's it's when time just basically uh, you lose yourself, right? You, you time yeah. goes so quick, but you, you don't have to do it for long five minutes, like three minutes. Um, you know, it, it's just like anything else where you can build up to, um, a goal, Oh, okay. you know, like, like if you want to get to a certain goal, just try it, You're, you know, just, you just got to give it a try. And like, there's, there's going to be all kinds of like guided meditational practices. People do, um, you know, uh, but binaural beats like you know so that there's certain frequencies entering your brain so that it's it's like a reaction almost so like if you can't just quiet your brain a lot of people just chatter 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 right in, the, yeah, in, their, yeah. in their brain and that, i still have trouble doing it you know yeah. everyone does but it's just about trying to quiet your mind you know oh dude that's awesome like that's yeah. that's cool to hear that like i feel like that's what i needed to hear to even like push myself to try it like that's really that's badass dude yeah and and i don't don't think that it has to be even 10 minutes like five minutes you can do it in the car before you go into your dental appointment like five minutes set a timer close your eyes boom you're there you know oh dude sick okay that's sick dude oh i'm stoked that's awesome man yeah it's pretty beneficial man wim hof too if you haven't looked into that wim hof you said yeah, Wim Hof. It's a it's a breathing technique, um, and and Wim Hof is an actual person, but he he okay. basically developed this technique that's like scientifically backed and like all the benefits. So it's basically like wow. doing deep deep breathing and like cold um, practices. So like do it's it's a very specific set of breathing reps, and then yeah. you go basically like submerge yourself in like ice cold water and it, and it oxygenates your blood and it will like he's he can literally purge like e coli out of his system in like i think he said like 10 minutes and it was all like scientifically documented and backed and like what? it's fucking insane dude like wim hof is um has an insane amount of benefits and yeah you should check that out too man i'm def dude i'm i, I wrote it down i'm definitely gonna do that That's it's ridiculous. not for everybody and um well it could be for everybody but mm-hmm. some people get a little tripped up like i got tripped up initially because i was feeling really lightheaded or like a weird feeling when but that's what you that's the feeling you want to go towards you want to oh, okay. dr- you want to drive yourself towards that tingly lightheaded uh your hands are tingling it feels like your whole body is like basically what it does it will give you a full recharge oh wow yeah full recharge basically Dude, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot, man. It's pretty dude, intense. I'm definitely going to. That's yeah. sick. Dude. And it only takes about 11 minutes. So, um, oh, wow. There's, there's like a specific guided video that's really helpful, and it's 11 minutes long, and it's three reps. So, you know, ultimately, you're doing 30 back to back deep breaths. Yeah. And then after the 30, you hold your breath on the first rep for a minute. And then you take one deep breath in and hold it for another 15 seconds and then start the reps over. So that's one rep. So 30 breaths, hold for a minute uh, with no air, and then breathe in one, hold it for another 15 seconds, and then start your reps over. But then the second rep, you hold your breath for a minute and a half. And then the third rep, you do it for a minute and a half as well. But um, bro, yeah, try it. 
dude hell yeah that sounds that sounds insane dude i'm 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 gonna try that that sounds sick dude all of circus survive do it too like they just put out like a video like how you know they do it like as a band or something or like that you know it, a lot of people are are getting on this train that's sick dude then yeah mm-hmm. i'm totally gonna try that that sounds ins- that sounds so cool. <laughs> cool dude yeah dude well dude like i just i, I want to like thank you for even coming on here I'm, i this has been really sick dude like it's like thank you for even wanting to do this yeah man it's been been really cool to talk to you thanks for having me dude dude yeah of course so like uh i'm just gonna like say like uh fake goodbye and then i'm gonna talk to you right after this really quick okay okay so goodbye goodbye dude (laughs) (laughs) the podcast has ended i'm gonna i'm gonna edit in like no don't go okay okay no but seriously that like (laughs) that was so cool i never thought i would be able to talk to someone like like that like someone from a band that's super super cool in my eyes like i love arsonist get all the girls and it was just insane to like be able to have him on and it was super super easy and like his all like west cliffs is sick and they never summer super sick too like everything that he's doing is amazing so i was extremely cool like stoked to hear how like what he did and how he joined arsonist and all that stuff and hearing that thing about portals with like knowing that there's another version of it it's so sick like i was so stoked so like sean thank you for coming on that was so much fun and it was it was really it was it was just so much fun so thank you to everyone that listened and please go check out west cliffs they are insanely cool and i can't wait till that next record knowing that 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 comparison to those oh it's gonna be so sick so i hope you all enjoyed and i will now be talking to you on this next episode which is another episode but (laughs) i will see you later goodbye